Hey, Impactors, before we start, I want to encourage you to follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you're listening. If you want to support the mission of this podcast so that we can continue telling the stories of the incredible entrepreneurs and impactors within communities of color, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash impact pod. That's patreon.com slash M-P-A-K-T-P-O-D. If you can't support monetarily, all I ask is that you share this episode with a friend or family member or someone else who's looking to make an impact in the world of business, entrepreneurship, or in your community. Thank you so much for your support thus far. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Impact Podcast. I am your host, LBJ, and today I'm super excited to introduce you to Jay Veal. Mm-hmm. Jay Veal is the co-founder and CEO of It's Not Complicated Education. He's a Forbes Black member, a Black Excellence Society member, founder of J. Veal Brand LLC, a former contributing writer for Black Enterprise Magazine. He's on the board of directors for Big Thought, and he's executive director of Black Tutors of Social Media. Mm-hmm. Inc. Education, his company, has been featured on Ebony Magazine Podcasts, Roland Martin Unfiltered, South by Southwest, Forbes, TEDx, Business Insider, Black Enterprise Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, and so much more. In fact, they were the only black tutoring company to make the Forbes list. Jay, I am super excited and super grateful to have you on the show today. I can't wait for people to hear your story and your entrepreneurship journey. Uh, and talking to you before the episode, you know, your passion is so, the word that comes to mind is spirit-led, and I, I'm super excited to, to dive into that. Uh, how are you doing today? Man, glad to be here. Appreciate you inviting me on the podcast and on the show. Um, super excited. Uh, to be here today, feeling good um, over here in Atlanta for a conference, actually for Ink Magazine. So stopped okay. over here and got to, got to head out to Houston on the weekend for graduations and things like that, man. But glad to be here, um, make things happen and kind of share the story. Awesome. Awesome. I, I love Atlanta. I, I mentioned to you earlier, I've only been to Atlanta one time, but can't <laughs> wait to go back. You know, so people, so people understand, you know, what It's Not Complicated Education is. Love to hear that in, in your words. What is It's Not Complicated Education? Yeah, so um, it's not complicated education, otherwise known as Inc. Um, is a, a a tutoring or education brand uh, where we help students from kindergarten to the doctorate level in STEM subjects, test preps, English reading, writing, and foreign languages. We also do uh, career development, uh, professional development training. We do workshops, um, mentoring services. I mean, the whole nine, pretty much, right? We just launched a new uh, website last week and kind of some new branding there. So we have split the company up into two pieces, a education and, and tutoring side, and then a um, professional development and career awesome. services side. And so yeah. we can do more things. And we're not just necessarily a tutoring organization at this point. We're a whole full scale uh, education brand. And so when you come to It's Not Complicated, kind of funny story behind that. I didn't actually come up with the name of the organization. My mom <laughs> came up with the name of the company years ago. And she was like, man, why don't I say, when I was trying to think of the name for the organization, I said, I don't know what the name is. She's like, well, why don't you name it? It's not complicated because nothing was hard for you in school. And I was like, hmm, that sounds <laughs> That's great. And so I was like, yo, now the name of the company is like, um, like a catchphrase for many people. Everybody. Yeah. Like, the word the, the word ink they're like oh. i love it too yes <laughs> and so folks are like how did you come up with that name it's it's very very um it rolls off the tongue really well 
And ink is something that's used everywhere, right? In a sense, right? 100%. Incorporated or ink, ink magazine. Like ink is, is a <laughs> well-known acronym, I guess you could say. For sure. Um, so for us, it's not complicated. It's really a thing of when you come into our education brand as a client and or as a partner, um, it doesn't have to be hard, right? Dealing with us should be simple. Sure. The, the things that we create, uh, the uh, educational experiences that we create for the students that come on board, it's not hard. It's not complicated. And we make things um, easy for them. And we explain things in a way that they can digest um, simply. And they're able to create great experiences and get good grades in the classes that we assist them with. So that's kind of like the, uh, the, 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 the long and short of the name of the organization and kind of what we go through. Yeah. We have over um, 11,000 students now at this point. Uh, get A's and B's in about 55 different subjects across the board. Like I said, you know, we're a 16 company now uh, specifically for what we've done uh, with the black and brown community. But we do obviously take everybody in at large and we have the same impact um, no matter who comes up to our doors, whether you're white, black, brown, red, it doesn't matter you know, what color you are, but what does matter is the outcomes that you want to desire to have um, in your education. So that's kind of where we're at. That's incredible. Um, we're going to get into that in a second. Um, you mentioned your mom. I'd love to hear a bit about, you know, your background. Where does the story of J-Field start? Yeah, so um, originally from Northeast to L.A. Um, in California. So SoCal till I die. Um, <laughs> <not> <laughs> I've been in Dallas for a hot minute, but I ain't never going to claim Texas. Um, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm from. Um, both my parents retired Air Force. Uh, 21 yeah. years. Um, they incredible. They actually, my mom actually started out at age, which is a um, in a basically a mechanic on airplanes. So my mom, okay, yeah, my mom was actually a mechanic on airplanes when she first started out. So she knows engines and all that. So you know yeah. what, what a woman typically would not be working in. Yeah, she worked in that right. She did that. You That's know, she incredible. was actually the first one to teach me how to change the tire. So crazy. wow, yeah. So, you know, she did that. Then she was uh, in JAG in law. Um, and then she was uh, in IT and tech. And then my dad that's, that's incredible. Uh, used to work in am- ammunitions um, and bombs and stuff like that. So he had a uh, you know, top secret clearance. And my mom had a secret clearance. Yeah. You know, um, when I went to the Naval Academy, I had a secret clearance. So what? all these things, um, <laughs> you know, happened. You know, then my dad went off into IT as well. So yeah. I grew up in tech. Um, right. So for me, the pathway was like, where am I going to go after I graduate? And going to the corporate world, things like that. What am I going to be doing? Initially, I want to be a computer, a um, biomedical engineer. Then I went yeah. from biomedical engineering to like, I want to do computer engineering. Then I went from computer engineering to want to <laughs> do something in information systems. Like, so I, I moved around a couple of times in terms of what I wanted to do in life, right? Yeah. But I never, it never crossed my mind to be in education. It never <laughs> crossed my mind to start my own company, like ever, period. Like that was not in the, in the, in the cards for me, right? So for me to be here now and be able to be in that space and yeah. do well in that space, specifically as a black male educator, um, that also is, is not prevalent. You, I mean, you're in Chicago. You definitely heard. I think it actually started in Chicago. The big two percent problem for black male educators There's yeah. not enough in the classrooms to represent the students that we have sitting in the seats. And I think that it's a huge problem to tackle um, yeah. when we want our kids to do well, but they don't see anybody that looks like them, walks like them, and talks like them to show them the way as representation. 
Um, yeah. And that's a problem. So I think that now me having yeah. that part of my story come into play, um, I think is important for, you know, students to hear, parents to hear, and the youth and the public to really know, wow, now there's somebody out there that is advocating for the BIPOC community that mm -hmm. is doing well in that space, right? And yeah. that, that it exemplifies the pathway of the how and the why, right? Not just the what. And I and that's kind of like, you know, where I'm at right now, you know, I, for sure. I, you know, we'll, and we'll get into the nonprofit stuff too later yeah. on. I started that, but these are all the things that kind of make up Jay Bill. Jay Bill is um, uh, a cat that started young, you know, graduated high school at 16, started as a freshman at 12 okay. uh, years old. Tell, tell us about that because that's, <laughs> that's a story. Of its own. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, my mom had me, um, my mom always makes a joke and says that, you know, she does not know how I kind of got really, really good at math and became a mathematician, but she used to like do calculus problems and talk out loud when I was in her stomach and stuff like that. So maybe I learned some things through osmosis. But at the same point in time, you know, being able to have that experience in different schools, you know, being yeah. able to go to school in California, being able to go to school in Asia and Japan, being able to go to school in Arizona and magnet school programs my whole life, like, all those things I think contributed to the point of me having the exposure to STEM early yeah, and being able to compete with individuals who are not me or not us that don't look like us. Well, yeah. I get to learn from them as well as they get to learn from me and we feed off each other. And now I have the education that they have or what they say, people you're going to compete with in corporate, right? Are the individuals yeah. that you see when you're in high school and in elementary school, middle school, those will be the same people that you got to run up against when you get out there. Yep. And so for me, I had that experience, right? I'm, I'm also bilingual in Spanish. Like, so, I mean, I used to know Japanese too, but back then when I was living in Japan, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know it anymore. I know the numbers and stuff like that. But when you have that experience, um, it matriculates into how you um, how you do things out there in, in, in the real world and you're able yeah. to disseminate that out to other people and your peers. But I mean, for me, you know, like I say, young cat um, came into existence um, into school really early, graduated early, bilingual, well-traveled. I love um, fast cars, luxury cars. I love <laughs> traveling. Get myself a little trouble in trouble every now and then. You know I mean? but, um, outside of that, I love traveling. I love mathematics with a passion. I always tell people if math was a woman, yeah. it would be my girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it is one of those things, man. That's that's me. Just a real, real, that's, real relaxed guy, man. Real chill. That's awesome. I, I'm also a lover of math. Um I if math was, was my passion growing up and it, it, when I was going through school as well. Um it I say found some success because of that as well. Um but you know, one question. As I'm thinking, you know, did you ever do anything like entrepreneurial related as a kid? And I'm, I'm wondering because, you know, you had this tech exposure early. Um, you're also super good with math. It seems <laughs> like, you know, entrepreneurship and tech entrepreneurship, you know, might might be a thought at, at some point. Did you do anything entrepreneurial as a kid? Like any, was there any indicator that, you know, at this point in your life, you'd be an entrepreneur? I mean, like, you know what, um, man. I'm trying to think back. Like, I think there was a time where, you know, you're in a cool, you're in school as a kid and like you get candy and you'd be trying to sell the candy to your friends. 
Like that's my story. That's my I want to say like I did a little bit of that, but not much, right? So yeah. it was more so there was a time where you know I tried to do like a lemonade stand thing when I was yeah. kid, try to test that out just because I wanted to see what lemonade stands look like. Like <laughs> what is this? How does this how does this make money? How do I do this? Right. Right. Um, there was times where I saw my parents do things. They used to have a publishing company called Edit Express. And I got a chance yeah. to learn some things from how they did things a little bit in business. And my awesome. mom stated that my grandpa was also an entrepreneur, like in the family. Wow. So apparently it's it's somewhere in the bloodline. Yeah. But I didn't know. Right. right. I didn't know that till later on in my life. And my experience with it as a little kid was not, I would say, advanced enough mm-hmm. for me to be like, I definitely want to be an entrepreneur for sure. Like I yeah. definitely want to do this. I definitely want to do that. I definitely want to, you know, run a million dollar brand one day or a multi-million dollar brand or a billion dollar yeah. brand or whatever. Like none of that came into my head is this is going to be my life. Right. So the, the short answer to that is kind of <laughs> the long answer to that is eh, not really. <laughs> I had a little bit of inkling about it when I was younger. Yeah. I never saw it in my pathway. It's something that I was going to definitely want to do. When I got for older. Sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, um, after, you know, after high school, you know, tell me what's that story, what's that transition from, um, yeah. I would say your early career into, uh, I'd say, I'll say right before it's not complicated. Cause yeah. I so, a question on that. So after I graduated, um, college, um, I took a, well, I got my bachelor's degree. I actually initially was going to do computer engineering. Um, then I, there was this one class I couldn't pass. What college did you go to? Uh, I went to the Naval Academy in Annapolis. Okay, yeah. And yep. then I went to the University of Texas in Arlington. Okay, in Texas, yeah. Texas. And so there was this class I could not pass, man, called Intermediate Programming. It was CSE 1320. And I was good at database programming and things like that in Java, but I could not. The object-oriented programming piece of <laughs> C++, I just couldn't do it. I just, yeah. It was not registering <laughs> to me. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. spent hella nights just compiling <laughs> programs and doing this and syntax errors and stuff like that, but yeah, couldn't really full-scale get it, right? So right. I moved my major. I switched my major <laughs> to um, information systems, uh, yeah. which is it's still in the tech space, but... right. Um, at that point, I, in my engineering major, I'd taken so many math classes, I automatically had a minor in mathematics. So, wow, that's information awesome. systems major, minor in mathematics. And then, when I, my, my grad school, um, I got my uh, MED, my master's in education in awesome. construction mathematics as well. So, yeah, at the end of the day, when I got done and got done with school, um, I actually, at that time, I was working at Microsoft as part of their, um, what they, they used to call the program mock. And it was Microsoft yeah. me at college hires. And so, and when I was in the middle of my master's degree program, I got hired on with Microsoft um, as, their, as, as their college hire program and did my thing there as a technical account manager. Yeah. And then as a, after I got done being a TAM, you know, I, during my course and career, I was working in different fields within the tech space, but yeah. in the telecommunications space and things like that. But even before I got to education, as funny as it seems, I've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> I've worked in I've worked in education. I've worked in tech, yeah. IT. I've worked in engineering. I've worked in finance, banking, um, retail, sales, yeah. uh, <laughs> telecom. Like I've literally done so much. Yeah, military. Like I've done so much that 
I can speak about things and have um, intelligent conversation That's awesome. amongst multiple different disciplines without yeah. having to feel like I don't know what I'm talking about. Of course. And so yeah. being at that said, it's allowed me to have different conversations with people in different circles and not feel yeah. like an outsider, right? I can For sure. run, with, run with the wolves in any conversation I want to because I've done so many things. I used to work for the credit credit agency too. Work for experience. <laughs> so I'm also a finance and credit credit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a whole other business that I have. But outside of yeah. that, um, being at that said, moving into education in 2008 was a transition point that I didn't know was coming. Yeah. Um, like you said before, as a spiritual individual. Yeah. Um, I ran my whole life doing things and eventually I just heard this word from God. He was like, Hey, you need to be in education. And he came out wow. of nowhere. It was like a silent time. And he was, this is what he said to JV. And I told my manager at the time, I was wow. like, hey, man, let me holler at you real quick. And he was like, what it is. And he was like, I said, listen, I got this word from God. It told me that I got to wow. be in education. I don't know about you. I don't know how spiritual you are. And I know you had just hired me three months ago. I know. I know you're mad about that because he was. And he was like, <laughs> I just hired you to take my place. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, I have to follow what God told me to do. I'm sorry, bro. That's incredible. So I did it. And then when I left, I enrolled into an alternative certification program for Dallas ISD. Yeah. Um, and I got assigned to a school. Once I got done, I got assigned to a school. The alma mater of where I graduated from, which was yeah. So check this out. First year of teaching, I get assigned to a top national high school. At the time, like I said, they were number three in the nation. Wow. And I get I get tasked to teach this very unique class called Fast Track Mathematics. Yeah. And so I'm like, huh? You know what I mean? Uh, how am I gonna do this? And so <laughs> class basically the way that it's structured is, um teaching freshmen three years of pre-AP math in one year. And yeah. so I would teach them the whole year of pre-AP geometry in a regular calendar academic year from August to, to May, right? Yeah. At the same time, I teach those same students the whole year of algebra two in one semester from August to January. Wow. Then they take a break for winter break and fall, right? And then yeah. come back from break in the spring and January, right? And then I teach them the whole year of pre-calculus from January to May in one yeah. semester. So they learn three full credits in one year. Then they take, as sophomores in high school, AP calculus, which you don't normally do. You right. take AP calculus normally as a senior. And so yeah. um, did that first year of teaching. All my kids got 100% perfect scores first year out the gate. Um Crazy, right? That's unheard of. <laughs> right? Crazy, right? So yeah. then I then did my next three and a half years in the classroom. I taught everything under the sun, from algebra one to AP calculus at regular pre-AP and AP levels. Was yeah. very successful with it and then became a, an instructional coach. So I, I did my four and a half years in the classroom in the game, and then I was in leader, leadership <laughs> the rest of my time, right? So wow. Um, went to a school. They were at 62% failing on the STAR exam, which is the state test here in, in yeah. Keep saying here because I'm always used to being in Texas. I'm <laughs> in Texas, they have a state state exam called STAR. And so they were at 62% failing on the test. I came in as an instructional coach, led a team of 13 math educators, and was able to bring them up to 92% in a year. 
Wow. Um, so did that. Then I moved on to DeSoto what, District. Oh, go ahead. My, my quick father. question. You know, what's your thought process in that moment? Because like it was clear that, you know, God was telling you your purpose is over in education. <laughs> and then like immediately you're like you're seeing the, the fruits like, <laughs> Success, like right? what's your thought? What's your thought process in that moment? I'm like, I mean, I I appreciate you letting me know where I'm supposed to be in my pathway, <laughs> but I didn't know that it was supposed to be success this fast. Like I didn't know yeah. that I was going to immediately be good at what I did. Like yeah. normally, and it's not normal in education. You don't normally just do four years in right. leadership and and do well like that. You just right don't happen like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. You don't normally become the top black male math educator in the region. You don't just become the top black male tutor for mathematics in the, in this in this region. Yeah. Um, that fast that fast. And so my mindset was, wow, um I don't know what it is and what gift I have been blessed with that I didn't know was going to come out till now. Mm-hmm. You know, God always takes your takes your gifts and makes them shine in ways you didn't think were possible. Yeah. And I just went with it. So I said, okay, yeah. cool, guy. You want me to be this way? All right, I'm going to keep going. I mastered my craft of, of teaching in the classroom and education and discovered that there was a way to take the tutoring mindset, pair it with classroom instruction with mostly a, a black and brown yeah. community of, of students who were in the underserved communities within Dallas ISD, Cedar Hill District, DeSoto District, Duncanville ISD, charter school systems and stuff like that in DFW. And I was able to create a way of teaching that my students related to. Wow. I didn't have problems that much in the classroom with my kids. I didn't have a whole lot of discipline issues and classroom management issues and things like that. There were times yeah, I had to get with my with my kids though, <laughs> and be like, "Nah, fam, you're not. What you're not gonna do <laughs> is think you're gonna try and try and fight me in this class. That's what you. That's what you're not gonna do. Right. Right. What, 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 but, but what you are gonna do is listen to what I'm saying and get mm-hmm. this math though. Yeah, I'm gonna become your big brother, whether you like it or not. Yeah, you might hate math. You might hate algebra one. Okay, cool. I get it. No worries. You might yeah. hate geometry, AP calculus, whatever. It's all good. You got to get through this math, though, and I'm going to make you do it. Yeah. And you're going to be good at it. We <laughs> yeah. going through it. If you're going to struggle, you're going to hit this tutoring. You're going to go home. You're going to do this homework. And I'm going to let you know what it is if you didn't do it. Because yeah. I'm not happy about non-success. Mm-hmm. You don't get a pass because, oh, I got stuff going on at home and all that. We all got stuff going on, and I get it. You know what I'm saying? There's some yeah. things that, that happen in, in home that dictate your outcome in the classroom and, and in the world. Some yeah. kids have issues and parents arguing. Some people, you know, unfortunately, you know, may be molested or abused or whatever it may be. Um, we can't control those things. But what we can do is make sure that um, you get what you need in this classroom. And I'm here to support you 100 percent. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 ten ten fingers in, I'm ten toes down. As long as you in these four walls of this classroom, you're gonna get exactly what you need from me. And you Absolutely. can contact me, you can text me, you can call me, you can say, Hey Mr. J, I don't I don't understand this problem. Can you help me out? You don't gotta be ashamed to be like, you know, I don't I don't know what's going on. Okay, well that's fine. Just tell me so I can fix it. Yeah. 
And that's the kind of approach that I've, I've gone with in my educational journey, not only for education in the classroom, but moving on to starting a company centered around a holistic 360 degree approach of how yeah. we tutor and educate people. That's incredible. Um, that, I, I, you know, you're, as you talk, like your passion is like, so, <laughs> so evident and like, so clear, like, so, all right. So, you know, I think you're about to mention when you moved to the DeSoto district. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd love to hear kind of, you know, from that point, you're in school leadership. How does, you know, it's not complicated education or ink education come, come about? Yeah. Like, what's so, that transition? Yeah. So good question. So middle of 2015 is when I started ink education. Now it's yeah. at ink tutoring back then. Okay. Okay. Now we're ink education. And so, um, I noticed, um, while I was in the classroom there, um, you know, in the different districts. And then when I went to DeSoto, I was in leadership that there was a, a gap between what students of color were not getting inside the classroom for support and what they weren't getting outside the classroom for support. Mm. And what I saw was there was this, there was this um, generational gap of what I saw between parents and the kids and also what the students were getting from the educators that are in different classrooms, right? There's a mm. generational gap. Right. Generation X was not getting to generation, you know, right. Y at the time. Now we got generation Z. So now generation, you know, you X said it's 2015. 2015. Yeah. Two so years after I graduated, a year after I graduated, graduated from high school. So I just said, yeah. Right. So in the middle of that, right. It's like you're not getting to the kids in the classroom seats the right yeah. way. Right. And they're not benefiting from the teaching that you're giving them. So they don't yeah. get the support in tutoring after school correctly for an hour and 45 minutes, they're not getting anything in that timeline or before yeah. school. So I sat with that for a while and I was like, what is it that I can create that makes sense that I can make a business model out of that <laughs> um, can benefit students? And yeah. what it was, was an approach that's built on relationship building. I did a whole TEDx talk about relationship building with black and brown kids and how that translates to academic success and tutoring wow. success within the classroom. Yeah. Um, I did that talk when I was in um, New York. And so I'll link it below for people to see it as well. So, so here's the thing. Um, you have to build relationships with students in ways that they can identify with you as somebody that they can see themselves be. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing you got to build deep relationships with parents and students first and become part of the family structure. You don't treat them as a number. Right. They're not a code. They're not a number. They're not just something you see on the street, but they're an extension. You're an extension of their family at this point hmm. when you're going into tutor tutor them. Then yeah. I said, OK, cool. Once the relationship is done, what's next? OK, well. Including different stakeholders in their learning process, parents, teachers, counselors, students, coaches, if they're in sports, like everybody's on one page academically and pedagogically. Yeah. Then we, then we mentor the students to become big brothers and sisters. And then after the tutoring is complete and mentoring is complete, we then provide back in support. So what yeah. does that look like? Oh, hey, Jay, I need help on these 10 problems. I know we just tutored on Tuesday, but I know I got a test on Friday on Thursday. Let's go ahead and, and run up these 10 problems, right? You know, just like in, in what, the movie Creed 3 and the guy has run it, right? <laughs> go, right? Let's go ahead and attack those yeah. and get it done. So now we have not a tutoring engagement, but we have an ecosystem. Right. And so 
being at that say we create these ecosystems around these students that are 360 degree they're holistic yeah and no other option but to succeed wow. the only way that you fail within our dynamic of organization is if you you just don't do it <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying you just don't you're just yeah. not in politics, right so yeah. now we've done this now um going on six years we've helped out over eleven thousand students we have a 95 percent success rate of our students getting a's and b's and 55 across the board based on this approach yeah and now we're looking to try and scale it with ed tech and things of that nature and try and get platform built so we can do more things with this dynamic of students and also it's yeah. not going ai machine learning is not going to replace this it ain't right. i don't right. care how much tech you got you're right. not going to replace the relationship only AI can do certain things to be a tool, mm -hmm. but the emotional intelligence, it doesn't have at the acuity level that humans do. Yeah. And so we can include what we're doing in education and tutoring and put that into AI, but the spitting out of recommending that that student is gonna still need face-to-face -face tutoring or online tutoring that's like this too, is not gonna be replaced because AI can't go in and be like, hey, man, like what happened last night or Absolutely. what happened in your in your history and your upbringing to make you be like this to where yeah. you can't learn like that. Right. Mm -hmm. AI can only spit in what you put out. Yeah. So at the end of the day, and it can be intuitive. It can be intuitive, degenerative and generative. But at the same time. We're never going to get to a point where tutoring is going to be full, fully, re uh, fully replaced by anything that's artificial. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, we built this phenomenal ecosystem around students. Uh, it's been successful this whole time. We built a whole brand off of it. And um, man, it's been a fun time. That's that's awesome. My, you know, a couple of things. So I guess my first question out of that, you know, you mentioned really kind of building that yeah, ecosystem, like community around the students. Um, and I guess my question out of that is, how did you like, how, how did you like develop that model and then know that that model was going to be successful? Because like it, it feels like, you know, and and um and like fitness, there's like like you hear like the bulletproof diet or the bulletproof like it feels bulletproof, like it's like like fail proof. <laughs> um, but also right. like, so that's my question. I guess how did you develop the model? But I guess my comment on that is. Even I, as you were talking, I kind of look back on my own education journey yeah. and the you know teachers that I think left the biggest impact on me right. were the black men teachers that I had who, you know, as, earlier when you were talking, you said, you know, you were your teacher's big brother. Like, that's what you know, that's what it was. You know, those teachers, I, I think of my favorite professor from college. Shout out to Dr. Hill. I'll send this to him. But <laughs> but like he like. <laughs> He wasn't just a professor; he became a, a big brother, and I still have a relationship with him today. Yeah. Um, and again, like that's like that that lasting impact that that education had on student. In right. short, how, like how did you 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 transition from tech to education? Like, like how did you just kind of go in, <laughs> hit the ground running, and know that it was going to work like this? Oh uh, man, good question. Like, um, one thing you got to know about minority students. Period right, is some of them are tangible, like Hispanic mm -hmm. students are normally more tangible. They need they need to work with it and learn it, mm -hmm. right? Like I gotta use my hands to build this. 
and yeah. I can go out there and implement solutions, right? African-American students, not all are like that. Yeah. But we're more relational. If you think about, yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm, I'm not from the South, you know what I'm saying? I'm from the West Coast, but. I'm from Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri, I kind of feel a little Southern. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so if, you, if you think about it, even going back 400 years ago, right, in the slavery days and things like that, mm-hmm. what had to be done for my for the African-American community to succeed and go places? They had to build relationships with people, mm-hmm. whether it was relationships with slaves, yeah. whether it was relationships with, you know, uh, other other colleagues, whether it was relationships with other people going through the same things that they're going through. They rely yeah. on a lot of the whole, you know, all those hymns you hear about and those songs yeah. they sung to each other and things like that. That was their outlet. Yeah. Right? So when you're looking at where does the success come from in this dynamic of students, it's build relationships with them. Hmm. Get to know them so they can then in turn get to know you, but they can see themselves in you as somewhere that they can be moving forward. Mm-hmm. I got a girl right now that she's about to graduate from Prairie View A&M University, you know, wow. by Houston. I've been tutoring her since eighth grade. Wow. And she's about to walk the stage. Like, that's incredible. I thought about that a while back, you know, when you, when you do things like that with students, you can bring tears to your eyes. It's like, yeah, I've been with you for a long time. Yeah. And now you're about to go pre-vet. You're about wow. to go, you know, I, I just helped out another individual that now I, I helped her out with math and science for her grad school to take the GRE exam. Guess what she's doing now? She's now a doctor of nurse anesthesia. Wow. She now she's posting on Facebook about every every week. She's I'm working on this patient doing anesthesia. I'm working <laughs> on this and doing this. I'm doing that. And then she got she got into the top anesthesia program for nurses based on me helping her and tutoring like we are That's here amazing. people that save lives. Yeah, literally. And we can't screw this up because yeah, if they make a wrong calculation on millimeters for anesthesia, they die. Yeah. Or they don't get up from surgery. Or they yeah. or they don't go to sleep from surgery, right? <laughs> yeah. So the point is we're out here creating and solving problems and making people do things that they never thought that they could do and having fun with it. And it's like this dream, like you have people out here. Yeah. They might be in tech and corporate and do these things, but you're not out here with a cape on your back and having <laughs> these people that are now out here saving people's lives. Like, I feel like, yeah, everybody that's in our company is a modern day superhero. Hmm. Like, we put our cape on and we tutor them and they graduate and walk the stage. Yeah. We tutor them, build relationships. Now they've not given up. They weren't going to go to STEM majors before, but because they saw a black and brown person or, or a tutor who was able to help them. Now they're like, you know what? I'm not going to give up. I used to hate math, but wow. because I saw, you know, my tutor did X, Y, and Z. And I know that they're in this career path. Then I, I That's cool. I can do it now. And we got people yeah. on the team that's, educators, instructional coaches, IT consultants, engineers, med school students, physicians, investment bankers, um, man, like clinical research people, like, and they're mostly millennial. Most of the people on our team are millennials. Wow. And they're young. Like, 
people that do what That's we're incredible. doing are normally like twice our age. Yeah. But the people that we tutor can see themselves from a young lens and yeah. be like, I can do this. So these are the things that we're creating. And this is how I went from, you know, going from a different industry to education, being yeah. successful with it, creating, you're saying, you know, how does, how do I know the model works? Well, I, I think it, 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 I knew it was going to work because we are based on, um, on, on relationships, but yeah. I just didn't know it was going to be that successful and it was actually <laughs> yeah. going to work to the capacity that it worked at. I, yeah. just, I just threw a long shot in the air and said, yo, bet. Let me start. Let me start this model. See if it's going. See if it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it just got taken really well. And as I kind of built the built the built it along, I just said, okay, relationship building fused with content. Content fused with mentoring. Yep. Mentoring fused with support. Afterwards, creates academic success at an all time high. Then, they then matriculate that success on their own with a team behind them yeah they can rely on in partnership with their parents to now they become positive contributors to society and become stakeholders that um can do great things yeah to me that sounds like a proper solution <laughs> and a great equation for something that's going to work consistently and that's how that went. That's that's amazing. I have I have so much I want to ask you, but I I know we're we're coming up on time, so <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a, a slight transition. <laughs> um, so you know where you know what does before we get into um, Black Tutors or social media mm -hmm. um, for you know the rest of this year and kind of moving forward, you mentioned that you all are you know preparing to drop an ed tech product right. related to ink education. You know, what does that look like? Um, and then I guess related to that, you know, what is, you know, what is the, the vision over the next few years for ink education? Yeah. So um, we want to, we want to, we want to build something that is um, not only able to take in what we're doing right now in the, in the education and tutoring space that we already have with the relationship building and then the support, yeah. the, the tutoring online and or in person, we want to take it a step further and push this into learning profiles, databases. Mm -hmm. um, how do I know that this person it needs to learn this way? Are they kinesthetic? Are they auditory? Are they, you know, do they need to vi visually see everything? Like all these different things, whiteboarding, like gamification and competing against others and peers, right? Like all That's this awesome. stuff I want to put into one platform, not two, three, four, or five, yeah, one platform, including the AI stuff, right? Yeah. Um, it's gonna be able to to um, that's gonna be able to relate to the populations that we serve, that's and incredible. be able to recommend all the solutions that they need, how they need to get that content, where does it come from? Videos may pop up, you know, of the content that they need. That's incredible. Hey, you need tutoring from somebody that is black and brown, or you need tutoring for somebody that's not black and brown, or you might yeah. need tutoring that is in person, face to face at their location on site, or you might need tutoring that is okay to be virtual, or you might need a hybrid model. Like, yeah, the platform is going to tell us all of that. That's awesome. And we're also going to be able to do what we do. 
from a physical standpoint and a relationship building lens that AI can't replace, but we're going to all, we want, we want all that in one. We want all that to do uh, what we need to make things happen for the students. And I would say five years from now, we want to take over, like we want to take over the Sylvans, the Kumans of the world, the tutoring centers, and we want to yeah. license out our model the way that we do things, right? Oh, yeah. dang, you're not at all oh, school. You're not successful in how you're doing tutoring. Well, guess what? Maybe you can implement the ink way. And, yeah. we, and this is how we make it done. Or we go to private tutors and we say, you know what? You're just now starting out with your tutoring brand. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you can implement tutoring the ink way. Yeah. Um, and we just license that out. Like, so there's a lot of different pathways and things that I want to kind of do uh, moving forward in the next five years. Um, I think it looks hopeful for us. We want to hopefully become a multi-million dollar brand one day. Um, and we want to hopefully um, become the education company of choice. Yeah. If you want to get your education done, whether it be tutoring, uh, training, uh, you know, workforce type things, test preparation, um, um, corporate items. Yeah. Uh, professional development, speaking engagement, like all those kind of things. Uh, resume reviews and writing, That's financial incredible. literacy programs. We want to be the education company where you go to and be like, yo, listen, Inc. has it all. We're just going to go ahead and knock that out and make it happen because they've already been successful with doing it. And nobody else is really attacking our niche market in a way that we're doing it right now. So yeah. I don't think that we're necessarily going to be stopped, but I do believe that we're a force to be reckoned with in the next five years. And we're going to keep evolving and finding more ways to make what we do that works already work even better. You know what yeah. I mean? So that yeah. that's incredible. As as I listen, like I I mean, y'all found success in everything <laughs> like you've done up until this point. Like the <laughs> like going back to like you know, there's a biblical phrase in my head is like what God says, like I've anointed the work of your hands. Like that's like what's <laughs> like it's clear when He called you to this, He meant what He said. <laughs> so, right. So, <laughs> that's incredible. Um, okay, so. I'd love to hear about Black Tutors of Social Media. Okay, yeah. So what you're doing there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Black Tutors of Social Media was something that I, I uh, kind of developed when I was in the pandemic. When I moved to, uh, moved, uh, to Atlanta, um, I was going back and forth between Dallas and Atlanta, kind of setting up shop with Inc. Education out here. Um, and when I was out here, I noticed during the pandemic that I couldn't, I couldn't do as much as I wanted to because people couldn't go outside. Like people that were things couldn't I, I couldn't go to the schools directly all the time. I couldn't go to like the the uh the uh the court the um the uh the district office. I couldn't do a lot. And so oftentimes people would say, you know what, we, we do want to do things for education, but we only we, we can only do it with a nonprofit. And I'm just like, Sam, I don't have a nonprofit right now. I have a for-profit <laughs> entity. I I can't I need to make money doing something, you know what I'm saying? So it is not this not gonna work for me, you know what I mean? So with that being said, I was like, dang, I need to figure out what I can I always wanted to have a nonprofit. So mm-hmm. wheels got to turn in and things like that. And I was like, this would be the perfect time to start something and, and develop something. So came up with Black Tutors of Social Media. I initially was I initially wanted to kind of band together any black tutors across the country who were doing something in education and, and tutoring wow. and nobody knew about. It. 
Yeah. Everybody used to always be like, man, y'all the only black tutoring organization I know of. <laughs> y'all are the only, you the only black tutor I know. Like you the only black, I'm just, I got tired of hearing you the only. And I was like, yeah. where the hell is everybody? Yeah. So black tutors of social media was evolved in a mindset of bringing people together in a community that are tutors who are minority, awesome. black and brown, who could help out students across the country. And then awesome. that turned into a nonprofit situation, meaning mm. on the front end, Black Tutor to Social Media is a platform for Black-owned tutoring brands to um, serve students right throughout the country at large through a filter reactive system on the front end. And on the back end is a six-program nonprofit to in-house uh, tutoring services, financial literacy programming, entrepreneurship programming, college tours, and other things, right? Mentoring right. programming and things like that. And so it's a newer nonprofit. So I don't claim to know everything about the NPL space. I've been on boards <laughs> of nonprofits, but now that I'm, I have my own, I have a board and we're trying to do things to, to get, you know, things off the ground and kind of running with the organization due to the fact yeah. that for the past year and a half, you know, I, I had been dealing with, um, you know, a, a custody battle, you know what I mean? So I, I had to yeah. set things off a little bit and put yeah. things uh, on the pathway, you know, to, to make things happen with my daughter. But outside yeah. of that, um, I had to reshift my focus and pivot for a little bit. And so now yeah. that I'm getting back in the game, um, now we need to do, we need to continue to do more things. We had got some funding earlier from another corporate entity in the, in the IT space who was able to help us get funds so kids can get tutoring for free, right? And we're That's still awesome. looking for those kind of things, right? So those that are watching that that have ways to fund or don't donate funds or, you know, our donors, uh, those are the things that we need in the black and brown community right now where yeah if they can't afford tutoring services that, that can't go the traditional route to ink education the for-profit <laughs> side they can come to the nonprofit side and get yeah. that tutoring for free from a high level tutor right that's and I, I wanted to make sure that those companies that came on board for black tutors of social media were just not no regular old average company yep. one you got to have a legit business it's got to be legit <laughs> It's gotta be real. <laughs> you know what I'm LLC, something like it's gotta be, real. Uh, it's gotta be vetted. You know, it's gotta be legal, right? And you gotta have your skin in the game, right? If you're gonna come on board mm -hmm. as a black tutor of social media, you gotta have a real legit business. You gotta have skin in the game. You gotta have passion for students. You gotta be a top performing organization. You can't just be no average organization. You gotta be having some top results. Like, yeah, you can't just jump in there and be like, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm gonna be part of the crew. Part of the crew. Nah, That's awesome. it needs to be an ecosystem of top tier organizations who are willing to help students at large do what they need to do. And we can refer as a network, you know what I mean? All the way around. And so that's kind of where mm -hmm. Black Twitter, the social media uh, began, kind of where we're trying to go now is to continue to build the network even stronger and have a cohort of individuals across the country, across the globe who can rally together and solve educational problems, right? Wow. And be able to take on the world at large. And we're going to put all the tutoring people on our back and bring it to the stage, to the front of the stage and be like, you have the support. You can't, you can't now complain and be like, I don't, I didn't know that there was another tutoring company in, 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 uh, Chicago or Florida or Canada yeah. or wherever they're here. They're right there. Yeah. Like, just go look them up and start using. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we wanted to make it easy um, to have that done. 
And then now, you know, we're just trying to build out the pro. We want we want to build out the programming and get the funding so we can help out the other side of the nonprofit because it's two tier. Yeah. Um, and move in the next couple of years, man. We just want to again be one of the premier nonprofit organizations who is making a way uh, for the BIPOC community on being a uh, pathway of service uh, to make sure that the students get what they need. Mm-hmm. This this is incredible. Um, you know, my final question before I let you go. Um, you know, what's the, I have thoughts on it, but what's the impact that you're, that you're looking to leave? Because this is the impact podcast. These are the exact stories that, you know, I wanted to tell when I launched this podcast, I wanted to share with the world. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful for for you being on the show today, but, um, you know, what's, what's the impact that you're looking to leave? So the impact and the legacy that I'm looking to leave, um, with, Really, both organizations, but even primarily with Inc. Education, is that there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to learn a content. Yeah. There's only one way, though, to be successful when it comes to building the community around the student mm-hmm. to lead them to that success. And it's only with perseverance of. Yeah wanting to get that done that that can happen right so for me the impact that i really want to leave is that we all my mom always said everybody was born with the same amount of brain cells unless (laughs) you you have some sort of condition or something like that yeah was born the same amount of brain cells it's up to us to figure out how we're going to use them and i think that with us um we don't want anybody to have an excuse as to why they couldn't be successful in school. Oh, I didn't have a great tutor. Oh, I didn't have the resources. Oh, I didn't have somebody that looked like me. Oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Okay. Well, now you got every, got everything. So yeah. there's no reason why you can't use us. There's no reason why you can't have a tutor that looks like you, walks like you, talks like you. There's no reason why you can't go out there and really be successful because you have everything yeah. you need. We can't continue to continue to use the whole thing about, oh, well, back in the day, we... Back in the slavery day, we did this. Okay, cool. We get the whole 40 acre and a mule story. We understand all that. And it's not, I'm not taking away from that. But what I am saying yeah. is we have to move from here yeah. and go forward. What are we going to do now? Yeah. And so now that we have access, we have tools, we have to read. We have to read because we don't read all the time. Yeah. We have to read. And be able to make those things happen. I want to leave a legacy that says Inc. Education came in and did something that nobody else was able to do, which we did. Mm-hmm. That's why we were covered by Forbes, right? Yeah. We did something that was not the norm. We yeah. did something that nobody else could figure out. Yeah. Nobody else could master the relationship building. Nobody else could master the way that we tutor. Nobody else could master how we built the ecosystem around people. Yeah. Um, and I want to leave that kind of impact. We've already helped over 11,000 students. I want to help millions of students. That's incredible. I want to help them get over the humps, the fears that they had for mm-hmm. math and STEM. I want to help them get over the fact that they couldn't write solid essays. You know what I'm saying? Now we got Chad GPT, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> up a little bit with that. But, yeah. Um, you know, I want to be able to help the, that kid that couldn't get on the front of the stage and speak. Now he's doing TED Talks. Yeah. You know, we want to we want to leave an impact and a legacy of 
because we couldn't back then Mm. doesn't mean that we can't today. That's incredible. Because we've done now, that means you can go do it now. Yep. Our our generation was the ones that walked. We want yeah. your generation to be the one that runs. And then yeah. when global generation at, that runs as Generation Z or AA or whatever it is now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the generation that ran. Yeah. That's what the next generation is going to be, the one that flies. Wow. That's and incredible. So, that's the kind of impact I want to leave. And that's the kind of um, thing that I believe that our generations now need the encouragement from us that says, we're not going to be here forever. Um, so you need to learn all you can from what we built. So you can go out there and teach your kids. You know, I got a two-year-old daughter, you know what I'm saying? And I want her to be even more successful than I was. I want her to start high school earlier than I did. I want her to yeah. go out there and, and build something or, be she was you know i went through a lot with that process yeah um and I, I know it's not all for not god must have put me on earth to she must have he must have put her on earth to be some something special because <laughs> the amount of stuff i went through you know in custody and court yeah. and this for this it's got to be something at the end of the tunnel for that yeah and so with that being said you know i want to leave a legacy for my kid and um you know be I want to I want to make sure that my my parents are proud of the person that I became mm. and what I was able to the way that I was able to impact the world and and make it sustainable in the in the in the education yeah. space that we're in. So that's kind of where where I, I like I lay when it comes yeah. to impact. Wow, that's that's incredible. Um Jay, I've I've said it many times. Thank you again for yeah. being on the show today. Um yeah, this like these are the stories that, that I, you know, I, I want to share with the world. I want to continue to share with the world. Um, you are, you're doing everything God's called you to do. And you're like, I, m- my wife and I, we often talk about like, what does it look like for us to, to walk in alignment with the path that, that God put for us? Like me creating this podcast was something God put on my heart to do. So um, it's, Appreciate it's that. super incredible to to hear your story and, to hear all the amazing things you're doing um, for people who want to support, want to get in contact with you, um, you know, want to get tutoring for their students. Yeah. Um, how, how, how can people get in touch with you? Appreciate that. Yeah, man. So anybody out there that's listening, um, you want to, you want to, want to con- connect, please definitely go to the website, inkeducationllc.com. It's a phenomenal new website. That's modern, brand new, fresh out the gate as of last week. <laughs> um on Instagram under the top tutor, T H E top tutor, um, or ink education or the J brand or black tutors of social media. All that stuff is on IG Facebook under J or, and that's J A Y then V is a Victor E A L, um, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn heavily, heavily. Um, you can find me on there as well. Um, uh, but anything, you know, that you want to, that you guys want to connect with definitely Google, research um do your due diligence i can tell you that we're literally the best at what we do nobody uh, <laughs> else has done it um but do your due diligence we're on media everywhere um j.vila inc education llc.com is the email address as well but um you can find me anywhere at this point so appreciate that for sure follow us definitely follow us whoever listens <laughs> follow 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 
share, share, share. Um, I'm sure you'll you'll put some of these things in little in little little uh, sound bites and things of that nature. But for sure, um, definitely support this podcast, y'all, and let those things get out to your peers, your family, your friends, um, colleagues, investors, whatever. Um, we all need the support, whether it be myself, you know what I'm saying, whether it be Leonard here. Uh, we're all in the ecosystem together. Um, yeah. that we support each other and not be crabbing a barrel and figure out who can one yeah. up everybody else. That's not the that's not the kind of stuff we own. Yeah, we own a mode of support. We 100%. all have different industries. There's enough money to make for everybody. You ain't got to tear down somebody else and to leave everybody with this. There's that quote that everybody says. You should never look down on nobody else unless you're picking them up. Mm-hmm. And you gotta make sure that you continue to support everybody in the ecosystem. So I'll leave it with that. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Jay. Um, I'll I'll let you go. But again, like this was this was incredible. Um, I'm super grateful. Oh, appreciate that. Grateful as well. Maybe we'll have to do a part two. We gotta do a part two. I got. <laughs> I told you I got a lot of questions. I still want to ask. So. <laughs> I got you. I'm here for it. <laughs>